everybody. On today's show on Aftertech, we're going to discuss skin, how I feel about skin. We're going to talk about the paper bag test, colorism, and some nano rat crystals. Okay, cool. Let's dig. Hmm. How's this start again? How do I begin? What shall I say? It's another miraculous Meridian moment. This is E for Energy, host of AfterTech, the podcast about everything and nothing. Bring you the side, the fire, and the tech infotainment for you. I hope everybody's having a lovely morning, afternoon, or evening, however or whenever you're receiving this message. I am here to dispense all types of uh, pseudo-wisdom <laughs> pseudo or just some happenstances that I've come to understand, possibly comprehend over uh, land, space, and time, but I'm here to give you, well, me, and then my uh, particular authority on something I find interesting, which tends to be a little bit more of me and how I apply that to life. And what am I grateful for? I think, and I even think, I know it's for a fact, and I'm not trying to say that I'm super feeling myself but even if i did say that it would be okay but i'm 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 grateful for my skin and i'm gonna go can i should i go into the backstory now or should i just transfer that later but no i was i was looking at myself in the mirror and i was like at work and you know for the longest time it was very uh, difficult to look at myself in, in the mirror. Like either I had the glasses on, I was like, oh, I don't like how I look with glasses on because I look nerdy or uh, my skin is just not super clear. I got this acne here and acne there or, Ugh, you know, I don't have facial hair or Ugh, I have facial hair and it's not connecting or, Ugh, you know, am I just this super dark person and how do I feel about that I don't I don't know it's just it's a it's a crazy experience being in your body because you're so unsure of how you appear to other people and you search for that external validation from other people saying that you're either pretty or handsome in my case probably a little bit of both but you look for the for the compliments and if they don't come or you don't feel that you're getting particular amount of uh, girlfriends or side pieces or whatever you want to call it, you feel like there may be something wrong with your skin. And looking back on on life, I have to say I wasn't I wasn't super proud. Definitely during the teen, teenage years, I was not uh, I was not happy about my complexion, or I wasn't happy about my uh, the clarity of skin, because I would just keep getting uh, acne in different spaces. And it's like, once you get that that initial pimple, you're just like, oh, I got to take my fingers and I got to pop it or try not to pop it, then end up popping it accidentally and then trying to take the pus and wash your hands. And uh, it's, uh, I am, I'm really glad those, those high school or teenage years are over, because looking back on it now, I'm just like, this could have easily been, it could have easily been avoided if I just drank more water and less juice because juice was the thing. It was the, the, the ult. I wouldn't say the equalizer, but it was the optimizer. How did I optimize a day if I had juice? Juice! It was a, 
it was a great day. But looking on my skin now, of course, due to the after effects of um, tearing away or trying to get rid of acne the right way and the wrong way and the uh, medicated way, I can see the after effects and some of the scars that were, were left on there. But I think even when I'm in a, a great mood or a not so great mood, I can look upon my skin and be like, yo, this is pretty good looking skin. I mean, if I have to say, I, I, I probably should post more Instagram pictures. But when I look at my pictures, I'm like, all right, I see you with the facial hair. I see you old looking, grizzly, scruffy dude. I, I mean, you, you're a good, you're a good looking dude. I'm just saying, I mean, I'm, I'm me, so it's nothing wrong with that, but I think I look okay. Or I feel, I feel better about how I look and, uh, coming to those grips or coming to, coming to grips with, uh, self, uh, appreciation is, is something fairly new in my life. And it, it only came about due to, you know, different events that took place, but I could talk about that all day long and i think i may and i may allude to some more eh, skin related subjects later on but this is e for energy being <laughs> grateful for his beautiful skin thanks to coconut oil and genetics yes thank god for those genetics but i got plenty to say and more to do later next up Energy crunch time. ECT. I said ECT. What's you say? ECT, ECT, energy crunch time. It's energy crunch time with E4 Energy here on After Tech, the podcast about everything and nothing. Hope everybody is still enjoying the show while we focus on the, the skin of things. And I wanted to continue the conversation about colorism or some of the things that people tend to go through when dealing with the skin, like really quickly. For those that don't know, I happen to be a person of, yeah, I can say a person of African descent. And within the, what was I going to say, the African diaspora, but with amongst a lot of people of color. There is, and this is all people of color, I can I can honestly say, there is some type of system that's set up where we place um, ill will or ill intent or some sense of insecurity with people of different complexions. And I was having a conversation with a really good friend of mine, and he had grown up with, um, with the lighter skin. He was passing all the, the paper bag tests. And he was telling me how with a lot of light skin guys, they run into this, this dilemma where you, you're so light that everybody associates you with a, with a white person, even if you're just, you know, yellow or red bone or even caramel complected, like, because you're not like of the, of the mocha brown hue and down, you are considered white. So to adjust to that, you have to compensate and be, what's the word? You have to be super black or you have to be, you know, blacker than most. And you have to be up on your African knowledge and your roots and you have to be super woke. And it's a very, it's a very interesting um, dilemma where you just have to 
have to adjust to what people think of you. And on the flip side, it's like you have to be extra um, hard because if you show any value of softness, they associate that with the having the yellow tube. Like that's uh, that's an actual thing where people feel, you know, people of the lighter complexion have this uh, emotional quality. Uh, perfect example would be would be Drake. Like they they always talk about him being super emotional and in his feels all the time. And that's just due to his skin color. When you've seen people of uh, of darker complexion exude a, a lot of feelings. I mean, perfect example would be Tyrese. Tyrese is not light skinned, but he does have his moods like we all do. And he can get emotional as we all saw last year. So it's one of those inconsistencies that a lot of folks deal with in, in the black community. And I myself, I'm not light skin, but I am uh, dark skin and I did not know, you know, it's like, how do you not know? Like, I did not really think about that until I was in, in high school and I was sitting in, what was it? I think it was, it was U.S. history class and I had a, a friend of mine or a friend of a friend or she is a friend now um, after a, a lot of interesting uh, debacles and, and, and discussions and, and just history in general but she was like yeah you're about as dark as your your tracksuit and my tracksuit was like a faded black and i was just like you know everybody was laughing and it was a it was a good joke at that time but i was just like i i became i became self-aware or rather self-conscious of of my skin i was like you know what i don't like how this feels and it just it was a it was a very it was a it was a I won't say it was a depressing time, but it's something I didn't enjoy. Then I started looking at my pictures and, you know, I used to run track and run cross country. And naturally when you're out in the sun and you're in Georgia, you're going to get dark. Like it's, that's, that's not even, <laughs> that's not even a question. Like you, you run the heat, you get dark. It's, it's one of those things that happens. And I started looking at pictures. I started seeing myself in my, my prom date and she was super light and I was super dark. And I was just like, yo, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I think what's even worse is, and I think people see this a lot too, is like, you'll see a lot of dark skinned men get with, you know, people of a lighter complexion and it's, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real insecurity. It's a real um, sense of, uh, in my, my way of looking at it as self-hate. And it wasn't until probably till I got to college when I started really embracing my my dark skin because I had friends that were light complexion and friends that were similar complexion ones that were even darker and what was interesting to me is when the Chappelle show came out and that skit with Charlie Murphy talking about uh, Rick James and how back then Eddie Murphy and Charlie Murphy were the darkest dudes in Hollywood and and called him darkness and it was funny and I didn't feel insecure about it. I felt kind of, you know, kind of proud to be associated with uh, with darkness, like Wesley Snipes. Like he was dark, like growing up, he was a dark dude, but he was very cool. Like looking back on, you know, everything, like Pastor 57 and Blade and of course, what was it, Mo Better Blues and New Jack City. I mean, Wesley Snipes, he stood out. He carried himself in a very professional manner. Even white men can't jump. Like, you know, I wasn't focused on his skin as an issue. I was like, yo, he, he looks like me and he carries himself in a certain type of way. And that makes you feel proud. But going back to college and the Chappelle show it was like, it was cool seeing, you know, 
people embrace their their darkness and you know my friends would be like calling me darkness and i'm just like yeah i am i'm like dark as the dark as the night and that's a beautiful thing and i think what's even <laughs> for better or worse it depends on how you look at it my wife she likes my skin too and she told me that plenty of times like just she told me how much she loves my skin no i'm not married to a white woman and no there's nothing wrong with that but i mean she happens to be of a <laughs> she happens to be a, a little bit of a lighter complexion she's she's close to a paper bag but i think she <laughs> i think she passes a paper bag test and for f- folks that don't know the the paper bag test the paper bag test is when you take a standard lunch paper bag, which is a standard brown, not a super dark mocha brown, but the standard brown, and then you hold it up to somebody's skin, and if they're lighter than the paper bag, then they pass, and that's what a lot of people did in the past, is that they would pass as a, as a white person if they if they could pass it like it really passed the the paper bag test and be super light and if you were darker than the paper bag test then you got associated with all types of demons and demonic creatures and thug like uh people and everything negative like think devil's food cake or any black magic or black cats or even worse black labradors did y'all know that black cats and black labradors for the longest were not getting any type of um sponsorship or getting adopted because they're just dark dogs they're no golden retrievers golden retrievers in my opinion and i'm not trying to trigger anybody but golden retrievers are probably the whitest dogs the whitest dogs you can find and and i, and I don't mean by color just by generally speaking in commercials like they always had that nice family of four and they're in the the woods and about to have a picnic and then come on sparky and it's always a <laughs> it's always a golden retriever it's the whitest dog but um uh getting back on topic yeah skin skin color has has always been a thing i think nowadays i recognize it's all it's all cosmetic of course and you know everybody underneath is kind of the same well yeah they are the same it's like pink and blue and yeah, i don't know a whole bunch of other colors that i'm, I'm not able to see but it is what it is. But I, I just wanted to bring that to people's attention that if you have issues about, you know, skin color or skin consistency, or maybe you have vitiligo, I mean, it's it's pretty. It's beautiful. It, it is you. And that's the only you you get. Like, you may try to bleach the skin or uh, put some type of lighteners on or whatever it is, or try to put on this makeup to, like, cover up who you are. But it's you got to take the makeup off like you got to take the bleach off or it's going to hurt your skin and it's going to clog it up and make it worse than it than it never was it never was worse and that's what I'm I'm recognizing now but I'm going on to close to 10 minutes and I do I do have some call-ins so I'm going to do at least one or two call-ins and then we'll get into the actual news topic of the the show thank you thank you thank you First up, we got Reggie, the Weekend Watcher. So, a little bit of information for you, apropos of almost nothing. Ettore Goyardi is the name of a specific Italian chef that is, you know, was famous in his time for making good food. 
You might know him as Hector Boyardee or Chef Boyardee these days. But that dude made dinner for the President of the United States. He was like, like he was brought in to do something like that. Like he had a reputation for being good at cooking. And now he's just like, he makes hot garbage in a can. That's what he's known for these days. Or for, or in my case, the taste of childhood. Well, that's this moment in Wikipedia history. And of course that was Reggie B. Weekend Watcher dropping some, he said nothing. But I mean, let's be honest, folks. For my latchkey kids out there, uh, Chef Boyardee, you know, definitely put in for a lot of homes for people that did not feel like did not feel like cooking and didn't feel like boiling the pasta or sauteing any vegetables or using any diced tomatoes or breaking out the prego or ragu to make a good Italian meal. They just want everything they can. And I recall Chef Boyardee being super popular for me in the mid nineties. And what they were trying to market during that time was the, the microwavable cup. So as opposed to how you used to make a standard chef Boyardee meals is you open the can and you, you dump the can in the pot, probably add about maybe two, maybe one to two canfuls of water and I'll let it simmer for about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> bon appetit or however the Italians say, on appetite. Nah, I'll figure out. I'll go Google that later. But that was it. But so lunchtime in the 90s, they tried to like make it cool and new. And it's like, you got Chef Boyardee on the go. You want to live lavishly. You want to make sure you, you open it up, throw in the microwave, and there you go. Instant ravioli. Bow. And I, I never, I never got into uh, opening up the microwavable cans or buying those and microwave. It's just one, it's a small portion. And I know people don't need big portions, but anytime I eat Italian food, I want big portions. I want to make sure that there are some type of leftovers or I feel accomplished when I, when I eat a big meal like that. Um, to be quite honest, the, uh, taste of childhood for me would be, <laughs> It would be um, ramen noodles. Like I eventually learned how to make the ramen noodles. This was before college, before struggle was super real. Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like that is a staple. It's a staple today. And by the way, if you really want a good, wholesome, not wholesome, but you want a good feeling like breakfast or, you know, snack that's going to hold you for a good three, four hours, Get you a nice Einstein cinnamon raisin bagel. Toast it. Gotta be toasted. It's very important. It's the it adds another level of Christmas to it. But get that, spread some peanut butter on it. Chunky peanut butter, preferably. Put it together. You got the melted peanut butter. You got the wholeness of the whole grain cinnamon raisin bagel all squished together. It's, ooh, it's good stuff, dog. However, that's not childhood. That was like actually this morning. But childhood was ramen noodles and i may throw y'all for a loop and for anybody that can can recognize or compare be like yo that was me too my dad would make these ham patties now these ham patties are coming in this black can and i can't remember if it's hormel 
or somebody else, but there was these nice, nice, there was these little flat, like whitened pork ham patties. And you just open them up, throw them in a skillet for a couple of minutes, let the, let the little cancerous uh, material, <laughs> the black griddle stuff get on the side. And then you got ham patties and ramen noodles, dog. That was, <laughs> that was my childhood uh, taste. That was, that was for me. But um, as as usual, Reggie, it's 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 never it's never nothing. Let me change that up. It's rarely ever nothing. Next up, dabbling a little bit of greatness with a voice actor charisma and ferocity. <laughs> we got Spidey, Spidey Heck, Spidey, 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 Spidey Heck. Also, if you have kids in the car, you may want to like draw it down just a, just a wee bit because you know Spotty Heck can go from here, there, and and everywhere, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just just remember if your kids are not ready for it, just fall back. Just just take it down just a, a wee bit. That's all I'm saying. Um, hello there, After Tech doll. This is old Cecil from the Spotty Heck Voiceover Show. Oh, stopping by to say, you're doing a fantastic job, my friend, and um, I hope you stop on by again and take a listen to Spider Hicks show. And uh, yeah, my brother, I think you got some, you say you got some pipes over there, you could sing over there, or someone sing some, ooh, Shelly, ooh, Shelly, let me touch your rump, ooh, yeah. I used to be a, I used to be a soulful singer back in my day, I used to take the girls and uh, Wine them and dine them and 69 them. Oh, oh yeah. They used to love old Cecil now. But anyways, my brother, I hope you're doing okay. Old Cecil one more time and I'm gonna just go ahead and leave y'all with that dog. Oh, after tech, oh, after tech, you are the man. Yeah. Well, I, I got that. I, I got. I got that. Say, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was that boy's name? Uh, he, um, he actually, he must be one of my peers. He sound like he in my age group. Uh, old Cecil. Oh yeah, Cecil. He, he talking to. He, I think he he was talking to Sally, and I, I could have swore I knew a Sally back in '72, and she always was talking about that Cecil. I just had to drop her quick, fast, in a hurry, like a bag of bricks, cause she just, she was just so starstruck by the by Cecil. I just, I don't know what I was going to do. So, uh, yeah, well, thank you, Cecil, for calling my man E for energy and telling them he got a good show, and and thank you for for, for breaking down some of them pipes. Maybe I, maybe we, maybe we can get us a, a group together. It'd be me. It can be you, we can get like Morgan Freeman, we can get Jack Nicholson, we can have a, a bucket list group, we can have a Octagarian, well, how, how them ADO people be called, right? them Octagarians, yeah, we can have an Octagarian showdown, man, maybe we, we can bust out some rhymes or bust out some uh some verses or something, man, we can do it, I'm with it, y'all with it, we with it. So now this is the part of the show. Sound like I went through puberty for a second. This is the part of the show where I get down to business. It's business time. 
It's real serious business now. No, this is After Tech. And as I say in the beginning, it's the show about everything and nothing. And we like to do the sci, the fi, and the tech. Now, focusing on kind of sci, kind of tech, we are learning that there are polymers that can mimic chameleon skin. Now, this source comes from the CNRS, and that was from March 29th. And it says that biological tissues have complex mechanical properties, soft yet strong, tough yet flexible, that are difficult to reproduce using synthetic materials. Researchers have now managed to produce a biocompatible synthetic material that replicates tissue mechanics and alters color when it changes shape, like chameleon skin. It promises new materials for biomedical devices. Now, this was led by the scientist at Fan Fan Fu at the Bioelectrics Lab at Southeast University in Nanjing, China. And they wanted to mimic the iridescent color shifting properties of chameleon skin. Their result is a new biobot. Now, if you go online and you type in iridescent butterfly is made out of beating heart cells. These or this this polymer sample looks like a butterfly. Now, how do they make this butterfly or how it works? The team molded a butterfly shape out of gel and then added iridescent nanocrystals. Now, <laughs> for my Napoleon Dynamite fans, just add, forgot to add the crystals, but I believe that iridescent nanocrystals are really tiny 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 crystals they got to be really tiny if there's nano in front of it right but when we bring up iridescent i type in iridescent in my search bar it means showing luminous colors that seem to change when seen from different angles so these crystals that change color from different angles were embedded within this gel to create <clears throat> this structure. Now, after they used the iridescent nanocrystals, then they added a layer of heart cells taken from a rat. When the heart cells beat, the nanoparticles get stretched and change color, creating the impression of flying wings. Now, why is this useful? Fu says that the light changes could serve as a simple display in heart on a chip experiments. Researchers could, for instance, observe the rate of color change when they give the biorobots a heart rate lowering drug. So for all the people that are looking for, I guess, research that revolves around heart rate lowering, so people that are super stressed out and their heart's racing super fast, if they were able to, if they needed a good test subject or test um, chip or test bot for testing out those materials or that that chemical, they would use this biobot that or this polymer that mimics a chameleon skin by using the iridescent nanocrystals. And just by observing how the color changes on the nanocrystals, that's how they would determine whether or not this uh, drug that lowers the heart rate, whether it's working at a better rate than most. So that would be the applicable example or condition or situation where this would make sense. However, 
I'm going to post this on the description, but the the cells, I mean, the way they make them look, and it's just very, it's beautiful because it's changing colors, but what's even more fascinating is that they're taking cells from the heart of a rat and making it look like a butterfly. It's kind of amazing. It brings up the whole transformation or the ability to transmute materials and scientists are doing it every day. So I like little stories like that. I like stories where they're messing, <laughs> they're really messing with nature and putting a different spin on it and just giving, an, I guess, a, a better way of experimenting drugs that's not involving living animals, but more biobots, which I guess, depending on how you look at it, are living. But at the same time, maybe you, you want to hope that there's no suffering involved with any of these biobots. But time will tell, and we shall see. I hope everybody enjoyed this program and enjoyed what I had to say. And what I'm about to do is going to go ahead and close it out, and then I'm going to taper off. And at the last part, as the outro I got a special treat for you guys brought to you by Reggie the Weekend Watcher. So y'all stay tuned for that and join me tomorrow or the next day or the day after that. And if I'm not on during those days, go back and listen to my old stuff. Tell me what I messed up on or tell me what you like. Tell me what you didn't like. So as always, there is no thing without nothing. Peace.